Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Did you catch the new Joe Pan album? <laughs> it's good. Okay. I love that line. Joe Pan. Joe Pan. It was such Joe a like throwaway. Yeah. yeah. Like you would have missed it if it wasn't for the subtitles. Yeah. Like actually, you totally actually wouldn't have realized. That he was saying Joe Pan. Yeah. But not Joe Pan. Joe Pan. How's it going? It's going. Yeah. I'm here. It's a weird night for us. Yeah. It's a Sunday. We, yeah. Yeah. We Should we like divulge what our... No. No. Okay. We don't it's need a to... secret. We don't have to give anyone any explanation. We don't owe you nothing. Nothing. Okay. So I wanted to talk about something. Okay. As I always do. Yeah. I have two things. One yes. very small and one bigger. Oh my gosh. I should Wait. The... Should we start with the big or start with the small? No, we'll start with the small. Okay. Tonight is the people's choice. Awards? Yeah. Okay. Which is the weakest of the awards. <laughs> I didn't even realize. But your all-time favorite actress, mm. Sydney Sweeney, is attending them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, I showed you a picture of her in that very low-cut... She was wearing a Baywatch dress. Yeah. Yeah. And it instantly made me realize, you know how we complained about the dresses or that she wore? Her in, wardrobe and, and anyone but you. Yeah, anyone but you was very, like, all very the same cut. Yeah. Like I was dressed. It and just then was low, like, here's my boobs. Here's my boobs. They're on display for you. Yeah. That made me realize. I don't think it was the costume designer. I think it was Sydney Sweeney who was just like, I like this look. Maybe she's it's a producer her on the film stylist too. too. I I no. But I'm sure she does have say. But like, if she likes that part of her body and wants to show it, yeah, off, good for her. Go for it. Good for her. I think the thing is, is that <laughs> she's got she's got great boobs. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But I think in the industry that she's in, in any industry, actually, like. I think it takes away from her and her talent to put so much of your physical body on display like that mm-hmm. in, in such a a way that it attracts attention. I'm I trying not to be dr- like because like no, I I've had her I've heard her say in an interview, oh, people focus on my boobs. Exactly. But it's like you're But like, you're also putting not it on to display. put blame on you, yeah. but you are putting it on display where you have someone like Margot Robbie who has a rockin' body. Margot Robbie, the yeah. First movie we know her in she was like, naked she was head naked. to toe, yeah. Yeah. But like when we look at her red carpet looks, it's not the same thing. And I think when we talk about Margot Robbie, we're not talking about how she is uh, we're not people, you i know me people though. are i know yeah. people are generally speaking because margot robbie is beautiful yes but that's not and that happens with any woman and yeah. that happens with any man in hollywood like their looks become the thing you talk about the most yes but with margot robbie it's not the it's not the first or the only thing mm-hmm. her looks come into play she's freaking barbie and that joke that jim carrey did on graham norton that one time which one? Oh, they were. You've never seen that. I've clip? seen the w- clip where she's like creeped out by him. He makes a joke about how he said he's like very proud of her with her obvious physical limitations. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think in that same episode though, she yeah. gets creeped out. Maybe because yeah. Jim Carrey gets off that vibe, but I think it's like completely harmless. Yeah. Anyway, but the point is, is that I just think, you know, Sydney, I think you have a very promising career ahead of you. Actually, yeah. I didn't love anyone but you, at all. But it made a lot of money. She's the hottest thing right now. and I've been telling you that for years. I know, but I just, <laughs> but I don't know why. I think it's just because she's a pretty woman. Yeah. And I think. I haven't seen reality. Yeah, I haven't seen reality either. But from 
the clips of Euphoria on YouTube, yeah. especially anyone but you, I'm just not like sold. Yeah. But, you know, I think you don't need to do that if you feel, if you want to do that and it empowers you, that's all, that's all you do. It just do doesn't you. float your boat. It just doesn't, yeah, float my boat. And yeah. It's, uh, it's just a lot. It's like, okay, like I get it at this point. I get it. There was a, I was watching, I I follow a bunch of like things and she was doing press somewhere mm-hmm. and the shot was like chest up. Oh. And it was a pretty like standard interview shot. All the comments were commenting on her cleavage because it's so on display. That's the thing. And it's like, yes, it's not her prerogative to cover up herself because other people are oogling her. Fine. Mm -hmm. I get that. But at what point do you have to realize maybe this is all people will pay attention to? Because here's the thing. Like Scarlett Johansson has a very similar body type as her. And people talked about her People talked about her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But she also like has since that it's not all about that anymore and i think at one point scarlet was styling herself in that way yeah and i think has curbed that as well she too once had a baywatch dress yeah i think that was the award show where isaac misrahi like actually fondled her though yeah the red dress yeah Yeah. she looked great in that dress though yeah Yeah. and jennifer lawrence wore like a very similar dress oh the calvin klein yeah again but jennifer lawrence was not as much on display I don't remember it to be quite honest, Scarlett Johansson, if she, oh. if or if she wasn't. I remember Jennifer Lawrence wasn't, and Sydney Sweeney very much is. It's like basically the same dress. Yeah, it's basically yeah. the same. They've all worn that dress. But he legit is touching her breast right there. Yeah. yeah. Isaac Mizrahi, you're gay too. That's why he thought it was okay. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Okay, that was thing one. Okay, what was thing two? Thing two was the BAFTAs were tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah, and uh, aside from the fact that the... Most important person there was Deepika Padukone <laughs> and looked amazing. Amazing. Like a wow. Like a wow. She yeah. wore an all sequence, yeah. ivory colored or champagne colored, Savya Sachi Sari. Yeah. And she looked really good. Spectacular. Yeah. Um, do you say, say, sorry, can you say the plural of sequence? Sequence? I think it's just sequence. Sequence. But when I hear you say it, I hear sequence. Oh, sequence. Okay. Yeah. Wait. No, I heard it again. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sequence. Yeah, okay. I don't, and maybe I don't enunciate the proper, but I'm not referring to, well, she wore a bunch of things in succession. Like, you know what I'm saying. It's a hard word. Yeah. yeah. So anyways. She wore a sequence. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. And he's actually been doing, and Karina Kapoor the other day wore oh. a teal sequence. Oh. She looked She's looking like incredible. great these yeah. days. But anyways, yeah. Deepika looked amazing. Just like a wow. Rocky Randhava is a lucky man. <laughs> I was very upset she didn't make that Vogue cover where it had like all those. It was a Vogue UK cover. Yeah. Did you see that? With like all these. Okay. So it's a bunch of women. Of they, color. Of color. Of, well, of and of not color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it was like the international women's issue. And I was oh, like, yeah, where's Deepika? Where's Deepika? There was like Jamila Jamil on there. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. But yeah. Aside from the fact that Deepika was the best dressed, most important person there. You know, at this point in the race, the mm. Oscars themselves, the awards race gets a little boring. Because mm. everyone... Who's expected we know to win? What's you know, happen. nothing. There is no nothing exciting happened at the BAFTAs. Yeah, everyone who's expected to win won. Is just going to really move over into the Oscars, and that's. A, it starts to become a little kind of like it's a little womp womp. Yeah, yeah. Like the excitement you have in January, December, 
as I remember it being like so thrilling. And yes. now it's kind of like, oh, well, okay, well, we know what's going to happen. Well, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. I feel like maybe the Oscars should happen first. Yeah. Yeah. We should tell them. <laughs> do you want to listen to Oscars? Do you guys just want to do it in January? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why they wait so long, actually. Like, I don't know. I guess to give the other, like, the other groups the opportunity to vote for their own as well but like like the oscars are the oscars but yeah but i think they want that like okay this is the final i actually think it's more for um distribution because a lot of these small films that only just start like they have their mandatory releases in new york and la at the end by the end of december Mm -hmm. and then they go into wide in january february so they're giving audiences a time to actually go and see watch the movies because something like Zone of interest didn't go wide until January. Yeah, but it's considered. You know what I mean. So I think that's why they do it. But but don't don't does the Academy does everybody in the Academy get a screener? I don't know. I don't think all eleven thousand people are getting screeners. Okay, then they they should though. I don't know. Maybe they do actually. Because then you have people who are yeah. voting who haven't seen everything. Right now, it's much easier because then it's a it's they would. It's a digital website. Yeah. You would send a digital download or whatever. And yeah. that's how people would be and able to see it. And then it combusts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mission Impossible stuff. But, yeah, it's just kind of... Oh, um, yeah, it's sad. And it's disappointing. I looked up the nominees, like, yeah. before I came over here. And I was just like, oh, there's nothing really interesting for us to talk about. Emma won. Emma won. But it's because... Lily well, Gladstone we, wasn't there. It could be because Lily Gladstone was not. It yeah. was because... Well... Emma, Emma, that that's the tricky thing. We don't Best know. actress is the most, I think, interesting right now because yeah. Emma Stone is the most deserving. Yes, Lily Gladstone deserves it. Is at yes. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. To but are we just rewarding Lily Gladstone because of years of neglect? Yeah, but also Emma has an Oscar, yeah. and she could quite she could win another one. Yeah. yeah, I think the point is though that like Emma gave the best performance. Yes, like if you're she actually did. rewarding performance. Emma, Emma is the best performer Emma, of the yeah, year. of the year, without yeah. fail. Lily Gladstone does a lovely job. She's a second place, She's for a sure. solid second place. Yes. But, so that's why is Lily just going to get it, because Emma already has one, and Lily's Native American. But I'd say give it to her. Yeah, I'm okay with it, that. Yeah, I'm okay with it. What, oh. Is that going to go on your should win? What? Who is going to, I guess we'll My find sh- out. Oh, well, we'll find out, because that's what we're posting. Yeah, on Instagram. On, inst- so. on the Instas, we're currently posting our will win, should win. Yeah, um, predictions because the Oscars are like three weeks tonight. Yes. So as of now, uh, adapted screenplay and original screenplay have yeah. been posted, and then we're going to go into supporting, and then acting, and then director and picture. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's Six it. posts and then Oscar Eight. night. Oh wait. Yeah. Oh right, picture. Yeah. And Oscar night, we post uh, best picture. Yeah. Yeah. So when are we watching Oppenheimer? Oh. <laughs> well, it's on Amazon Prime now. Is it? Yep. Finally. I messaged you that. You did not respond. I was busy. Okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I just find this specific time of award season is the most boring, even though we're closest to it. This is when it gets like, okay. That's, what's, what's next you're going to hold? Because Berlin is happening. Sundance just happened. Like, there's a lot more excitement. For the years to come. And you've seen the movies. Yeah. Like the last thing I saw was Naya. Are you going to watch anything? I still have to watch The Zone of Interest. Yeah, you do. I do need to go do that. I just feel like I'm not motivated. I'm not motivated. Yeah. And like Rustin, I could watch at home, but I'm not motivated. I don't. 
I feel like it's going to be available soon for you to trade. Zone of interest? Yeah. Maybe, but it's 824. Past lives took a long time to come. It did. It only is now available after like six months. Yeah. Okay, so. I better get on that. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, I mean, we'll see. Three weeks and uh, Oscar night with yeah. J- Jimmy Kimmel at 7 o'clock earlier. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. So we'll have to figure out our night. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of Oscar night, Nita, mm-hmm. we watched an Oscar movie. We did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we watched it. <laughs> Together. We did. Because neither of us wanted to pay for Green Book twice. No. And I had a free <laughs> rental, so it was perfect. We didn't yeah, have to pay for it once. We didn't pay for it. Yeah. No. Neither what did we watch this week? This week, Nadim, we watched the 2018 Best Picture winner. Yeah. Green Book. Green Book. Green Book. It's a book that's green. <laughs> would you like the IRB? I version? would. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> green Book is described as follows. A working-class Italian-American dancer becomes the driver for an African-American classical pianist on a tour of venues through the 1960s American South. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I said pianist well. <laughs> As opposed to saying penis? Yeah. Yeah. Mita always has penis on her mind. So I had seen this obviously, like or this were like well into yes. like within the last five six years. I saw this in theaters. I in theaters yeah. <laughs> before the Oscars, all of that. Yeah. And I remember when I watched it, I liked it. It was yeah. a nice time. Nice cute movie. Nice cute movie. Yeah. That's picture worthy. I don't know. So I saw it when the buzz was happening. Ooh, in the midst of the buzz. In the midst of the buzz. Ooh. And I remember going to the theater and then coming out and being like, okay, like, I kind of get it, yeah. but I kind of don't. Okay. But I liked it. And I was like, this was like a nice, cute movie. And I suggested it to people yeah. to watch. Like, I think my dad and my sister were looking for something one day and I said, you guys should watch this. And they did. And they liked it yeah. too. Like, it's a very likable Unoffensive, movie. yeah. Exactly, yes. And I will say, or I don't want to jump further but like i hadn't seen very many of the other nominations yet okay yeah so but i remember getting to oscar night Mm -hmm. and i remember it being essentially between green book and roma and green book obviously ended up winning best picture and that's when my opinion of green book really took a souring Mm -hmm. i'll say and i never looked back at it yeah like i never rewatched it i kind of was like oh green book it's so green book. It's so like whitewashed. <laughs> yeah. It's so bland. It's so this. It's so that. So I never watched it, and I wouldn't watch it if it wasn't for this. Yeah. And as I mentioned to our listeners earlier, you and I watched it together. We did. And Nita, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I I like. I had a good time. We both had a yeah. Thing. Yeah. It was. It was so enjoyable. It was so so charming. Yeah. So delightful. So delightful. Just an. It was an easy watch. Yeah. It's long at two hours and 10 minutes it's not a short film but it's easy to sit through it's easy to watch very consumable very consumable and even from that first scene actually at the copa i was like oh this is well made yeah like there's something about it that you're like like, huh it's not as cheesy as i remember it yes that's absolutely like it's absolutely it's like i took a lactate or something before watching yeah because like I i could consume it i was like okay i'm not like I'm not outraged. I'm by not outraged by all. anything. I'm yeah. not. I'm not outraged by the movie. I'm not outraged by its race politics. I wasn't outraged. I quite enjoyed the experience, but did I love it? <laughs> did you? Well, as well, do you have to love it? No, but but 
I did watch Roma. You did? Okay. I did I rewatch Roma. Roma's still the better movie. Well, I think that's obvious. Though. Is it though? That it's a better film? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at it. Look at the director. Look at it's black and white. Like, it's all... <laughs> Do you remember seeing Roma? I remember seeing Roma. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't swept away like a yeah. lot of people were, but I can say like that is a beautiful film. Yeah. Um, I have a different favorite from the year. <laughs> Zing. I wait, wait. Yes, exactly. Actually, I have two favorites from the year, but like I did watch Roma that yeah. year, and I did think it was going to win. Yeah, because it it does feel like like a best picture. Yes, best it picture does. Wo- yeah, winning movie. This is kind of like Coda winning yeah. Green Book, and I think I think it's interesting now to look at it because when you look at it now especially now having seen it again mm-hmm. it's a little bit more you have a bit more of a honest perspective of it because yeah. i don't even think i think how we were talking about it before and the hate we were throwing at it is also not accurate because it is nice to consume yes but i think having watched it my opinion could be a lot clearer whereas i think before i'm not talking about when i first watched it okay. i'm talking about now having watched it knowing it it wins in competition to roma like all of that stuff and now watching it again under these circumstances being like oh okay i watched this yeah i enjoyed it i still would not have given it best picture Picture? yeah yeah that's i think where i i'm now i can kind of say say that that i actually enjoyed watching this i don't think it deserves best picture i wouldn't have voted for it it wouldn't have even made it wouldn't i wouldn't have voted for it now, if it, I don't know if it would have made my ballot, though. I'm surprised it made it this far. Yeah. Because its tone does feel, like, a little bit like, this is a Sunday movie. Or similar to, like, Coda really does feel like a really well-made Lifetime movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, group this with that, because I don't think it has Lifetime quality. No, I think it. this is an elevated yeah. film. Especially because the performances from Vigo and Mahershala are very, very good. good. Yeah. Very good. And there are some very important themes. Yes. And especially from Mahershala Ali, with that line that he has that if I'm not white enough, if I'm not black enough, if I'm not not enough, then what am I? And that's just like, wow, what a... That's a really... That's a telling. That's a telling question. It's a really mature thing to ask. Mm -hmm. And they're not trying to answer it. And that's what I loved. I think the faults of this are the director himself. Yeah. He's one half of a Farley brother. brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, and there is humor and lightheartedness yeah. in this movie, and I think that's sort of what deteriorates. But I like the lightheartedness. Yeah, I like the lightheartedness. The humor is really... Johan is hilarious. Hilarious. It's a funny... Yeah. Like, there's some funny lines. Pittsburgh. Like, <laughs> there's some great lines. There's some great moments of real camaraderie between them. Like, you get their bromance. Yes. You get how they're growing from each other. You get all of that. My, actually, biggest problem is the the flow of the film. Okay. I think it starts off very strong. Mm-hmm. I find the third act incredibly weak. It does drag. It drags very long. It yeah. has no business being that long. Mm-hmm. It should be about a half hour shorter. And the movie just kind of stops. Yeah. It There's no like... I, I was thinking, I'm like, what was the climax of this film? I think technically it's supposed to be like, are they going to make it back? In yeah, but it doesn't but feel that it way, feel right? That way. Or it's also like, what's going to happen in this situation? Is he going to perform at that yeah. that place? And that's not? the other thing is that like, whether he did it or not, this is based on a true story. It's mm-hmm. kind of not the point, but the fact that he left and has this small performance at this small place 
it just and everything just kind of feels like a continuation of something that's already happened mm -hmm. it didn't that felt like the story had completed at that time they had learned what they were going to do the they were going were learned, learned. Yeah. yeah and so it just felt like it was dragging on and on and on and that to me i think weakens the film substantially but i'm also like what would i cut and i actually probably would cut a lot of this, like the copa stuff like we don't really need to see what he was doing before we mm. can understand he's a bouncer like kind of an enforcer yeah. like we don't need all that beginning of like what it's like to apply for the job like yeah. i think this would have really been stronger if it started with the road trip possibly yeah yeah or at least the interview yeah like what's happening what's happening here yeah. So we had to take a, a brief intermission because we had some technical issues twice. Twice. I don't know what happened with the mic. Maybe it's the mic, actually. Yeah. Or maybe there's a ghost. Maybe there's a ghost. In your basement. Messing with us. Uh, who is it? Hi. <laughs> Casper? Okay. But what I was saying okay. was the following. <laughs> I think there are some aspects of the film I also found hard to believe. One of the big ones being mm -hmm. that he's gay. Yeah. And that Val Longa has no issue with it. Oh. You know, but Val Longa says some. he said something. Oh, I worked at the at nightclubs. I've, like, seen, I've things. seen things. And he said it's a, it's, a, it's a hard, complicated world, which is a very nice thing to say, to, say. to be quite honest. Yeah. But that kind of, I don't know. I find it's easy to write the dialogue, mm -hmm. right? Like a good writer can write dialogue that makes it believable. Yeah. But you've also created this incredibly low-income, white-collar, like person, person <laughs> in a in the seventies. Yeah, but I. Do, what I are the chances that he's going to be like? Oh, you're gay. Cool. I believe that he has like he's more open minded than we think he would yeah. be though because like yes he sees the two black men working in his home and he throws the glasses yeah. out but there are some people who would not do that and who would have like refused to let them work in his house yeah. right so we know that he understands the world is different he doesn't always agree with a lot of the things but i i don't i do it i don't take one with that i think he would be just okay. like okay you're gay. like also what else is he supposed to do he's also trying to do this job like but he could be he he's also the character who would be more vocal about it like he has to go bail him out yeah. for you know so like public nudity or yes. like sex or whatever it was that he was charged with mm -hmm. so it's like a big deal in the story it's also us finding out he's gay yeah which is a big moment i, I but again that's that was a bit of a, a hiccup mm -hmm. overall mm -hmm. but again it doesn't it doesn't ruin the overall film because i do find that you know that line that he has about like if i'm not white enough black enough or man yeah. enough then who am i is really the thesis of the film yeah and sums it up so nicely and i love that the movie's not trying to be like well this is the man he is, he is it's kind of yeah. just like Obviously, this uh, part of his identity is very difficult, and trying to show that not all black people are are the same are the same, and also like it is hard to identify with yourself who you are. So let me ask you then, yeah, because I was a little surprised at the race politics and how actually not terrible they were. Okay, they're more even-handed. Yeah, right. It's not. It's Vela Longa's perception of black people. Mm -hmm. And then I forget Mahershala Ali's character's name. 
Dr. Shirley. Dr. Shirley. Yes. And Dr. Shirley's perspective. So we're not just like one-siding race here. Yeah. Right? Like it is really meant to be, you're meant to see the racism that he experiences mm-hmm. is feels very accurate and yeah. also the perception that Valalonga has the also feels is, accurate. Yeah. So it feels more balanced than something like Crash. Yes. It doesn't feel like your standard movie about race from a white perspective. Mm-hmm. It actually feels a lot Where more like... white people are the heroes. Yeah. The because Tony, you are able to deduce for yourself, like, Tony is not always a hero. Yeah, he's situation. not always a hero. He has to deal with his own prejudices. Yeah. yeah. And he's put in his place a lot yeah. about those things mm-hmm. very quickly. It's not something that, like, he has to come to terms with. And I think... Him coming to terms with it is also because he grows to like this man. Yes. It's not just there's like... There's like a friendship that a, helps yeah, him evolve. evolve. It's not just like, I saw a black man once and now yeah, I'm a better exactly. Like, he actually built something with him. Exactly. Yeah. So why do we group this in with other race movies? Because over the last 90 whatever films, we have. We have. Yeah. I think we just wrote it off. I, I think for me, I, that's just what I heard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think I had a real thought process yeah. about that. And do you think that came because it lost to Roma? Probably. Yeah. I think that was like the the hubbub of the time yeah. of like, oh, sh- well, the other thing though, is like this comes at a time when Black Klansman was also nominated yes. for Best Picture and like that was directed by a black man. As was Black Panther. Yes. As was. Black Panther. So it was a year where we were really looking at race. Yeah. And if I look at those three movies in particular, like the black experience is more evident in something like Black Landsman and Black Panther, yeah. but I don't think this should be totally written off. Uh, yes. Yeah. There, it is very, it's much more balanced than I remember thinking it was at the time. I think I was just sort of grouped into groupthink yeah. <laughs> at that time. And I was just like, yeah, I guess so. Like it is directed yeah. by a white man. Yeah. I think Tony's perspective is a little bit more clearer yeah. than Don's. But, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because it's a white man telling it's a white, white man's, man's story. story. And Dr. Shirley is actually the supporting character. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the story of Alalonga and how he was a driver. You know what I mean? It yeah. isn't the joint story. It's kind of like how Killers of the Flower Moon is not about the bad things that happened to the natives. It's the terrible things the white people did. Yeah. yeah. It's using, fine, there's two parties in that perspective, it's telling the story from the perspective you're allowed to tell it from. Exactly, yeah. So Whereas, like, Crash takes such a... Yes, liberties. Like, we are the heroes of yes. this. Like, we are recognizing how racist yeah. we are. And it's supposed to make up for how bad we have been. Where it's like, yes. well, no. No, <laughs> not in this terrible movie. Yeah. I do want to talk about Roma for a minute. Okay, you go. I love, it. love Roma. <laughs> I really like Roma. I remember watching Roma for the first time through all the hubbub because mm-hmm. there was so much about it at the time and I remember watching the movie and being like oh why is there such a big deal and literally the movie ended and I was just like oh that was marvelous like it was one of those things that kind of just like the moment it ended I was just like oh I loved that yeah and watching it this time it took me a couple of times to finish it just because of my schedule and all of that mm-hmm. it is a very slow film I'll give it that yeah and it's not for everybody. No. It's not an easy film to consume. It is in black and white. It is very slow. There is no story to speak of. Yeah. It's just about this woman and her experience in this year. And what kind of she sees happening around her. But it's just so well done. It's so well it's made. It's very well done. The cinematography is 
gorgeous. Gorgeous. It is so beautiful. The black and white, the acting, the nuance in this film. Mm -hmm. Green Book, for all it's nice, is not nuanced in any way. Roma is the epitome of nuance. And so while Roma, in my opinion, is the is the best film, and we'll talk about the other nominees shortly, between, you know, on that list, I do understand why it didn't win. Yeah. Because it's, it's not... for a particular it audience. It is for a particular audience. Yeah. And I think at the time I was more affronted at the fact that, oh, how could they not reward the best picture? Yeah. But now knowing what I have kind of experienced from the Academy, I'm like, yeah, this tracks. Roma is the power of the dog of that. No, power of the dog is more consumable. I feel like it's a particular audience, though. It, in terms of, like, pacing, there are so many people who will give up on that movie within the first, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, Roma, definitely people would give up with yeah. the first, like, that credit sequence is, like, five minutes of water on, like, hard pavement, yeah. and, like, that's it. It's a... This is Netflix's first... Yeah, big... Big, yeah, like... like Oscar push, well, yeah. and, like, streaming push, mm-hmm. yeah. This is when it all begins. This is when it all begins, <laughs> and this is also kind of maybe a precursor for why next year happened. Hmm, yeah. Maybe Roma walked so Parasite could run. <laughs> Truly? Truly, yeah. You want something foreign. You want something yeah. that's and telling a story. So let's take a look at Best uh, Picture, the other nominees. Okay. Aside from Green Book and Roma, yes. we have Black Panther, mm-hmm. Black Klansman, yes. Bohemian Rhapsody, okay. <laughs> the Favorite, yes. A Star is Born, mm-hmm. and Vice. Yeah. This is a bland year. That's so, so weird. Yeah. I, I always forgot about, I forgot Vice was nominated for Best Picture. That's so uh, Bohemian Rhapsody has no business being on this list. None whatsoever. None even kind of. Also, does Rami Malek need that Oscar win? Probably not. <laughs> I don't think he does. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. No. But fine. He has but sure, it. put it sure, in there. Sure, put it in there. <laughs> pick your top five for me. I'll pick first. Oh, you pick. okay. Roma? Mm-hmm. My favorite, the favorite? Yeah. Black Klansman. Yeah. And then it gets a little... I don't know. I don't love much from this year. Right? Yeah. I probably... I have two spots and I don't know what to fill them with. So exactly. probably Green Book. Because I was going to say to you, I don't have a five. Yeah. Probably yeah. Green Book. And then maybe in fifth slot... I don't love Black Panther. I To me, it really is just another Marvel film mm-hmm. that is, just happens to be about black people. Mm-hmm. And I think all the like love for it at the time was a little woke and misplaced. Like oh, I think I don't think that's fair. Uh, I think you and I don't have that experience though. Like it's not our thing to experience. No, no, no. Yeah. So what I mean is, I think I agree with that. That I think what it meant for black people is very important. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm talking about non-black people who loved it. I feel oh, you like think that I heard tagging along. I think there was a lot of. At the time, I remember hearing a lot of, like, overwhelming love for it. And I'm like, I think there's two things here. I think what it represents for black people is extremely important. Yeah. And why the film deserves to be on this list. Mm-hmm. As a film itself, I think it's super average. It's a superhero movie. Yeah. Been told in a superhero way. Right, like, there's yeah. no... This it's is stand, a it's, new yeah, way this of is, telling exactly, that story. This is it's color by It's not revolutionary, like... Iron Man, yes, is a superhero movie, but, but that was revolutionary in its time. Absolutely, Mita. Yeah. I completely agree with you because Iron Man was a first of its storytelling style. Yeah. This is just Iron Man with black people. 
So that's what I mean. And so many, I remember so many people being like, oh my God, I love Black Panther. And it was just like, do you? Because I, I, I love it. Yeah. I love it for the experience I saw of people around me. Yeah. That they saw themselves on screen yeah. for the first time, that it was something culturally that they yeah. could relate to. Like there was, I when I did see it in a theater, it was filled with black people mm. and you could feel the just pride, like the joy, yeah. the pride, the love, the passion. Yeah. And it is very entertaining. Sure. But it's yeah. entertaining like any other Marvel movie. Should it be a Best Picture nominee? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, right? I'll say that. Right. It is still a fun movie to to partake in. So what are your four? The same four I said? Well, I don't even know if I... Well, I... Okay. The favorite. Yeah. Uh, Black Klansman. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I see the list. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't... Yeah, I guess <laughs> Green Book is my third. And then that's... Like, I don't have a fourth or fifth... You wouldn't put Roma on that list? I don't, well, I, it didn't speak to me the way okay. I remember at the time just being like, okay, like it's a pretentious it is, Oscar movie. It is definitely a movie that I would be like, if you looked a pretentious movie, I'd be like, oh, like Roma? Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, that's what it yeah. was. And I like didn't take to it then and like I didn't rewatch it for this. So maybe I'll watch it in the near future and mm-hmm. I'll let you know. But like for I can't honestly say that that is in my top five. Yeah. But yeah. So for me, it really is. It's the favorite in Black Klansman really stand out yeah. for me. And then I, I guess, yes, Green Book, because I did really enjoy I had a good time with both it. Yeah. experiences I've had watching it. Yeah. I enjoyed. So I can't fault it for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I think Bohemian Rhapsody is trash. I think. Oh my God, it has no business being here yeah there are aspects of vice that i enjoyed because it's adam mccain he's not an idiot yeah i just didn't love the movie i wanted more i love the shakespeare scene i think that that's so fun and creative what scene was that? so christian bale and amy adams have like a they're in the bedroom talking but they're reciting um like a scene from macbeth are they yeah i don't even remember okay well, there you go. <laughs> Are they? I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I think it's Macbeth. It's a sh- it, but they're reciting Shakespeare, yeah. and you're supposed to be telling the story of like how their marriage works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're using something like oh, yeah, that's funny, right? That's clever. And but I, Adam McKay is good at things like that. Exactly, yeah, that's the thing. But he drops that in a lot of the movie, and so it just doesn't fly well. Yeah. And it's like also like I don't want to know about this man. <laughs> like I yeah, get like it. I just terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I think I also just want to look at best director, but. We didn't say anything about A Star is Born. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Does it need to be there? No. But yeah. Is okay. it anything more than sha la 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 I was very sad at the end, though. When he died? Yeah. Sure. And that was a packed theater. Packed. And I could feel everybody being very upset in yeah. that moment. But packed, yeah. packed. Packed. Completely sold out. Every, yeah. I will say, I think the biggest thing that... A Star is Born does is show us that, oh, Lady Gaga can act. Yeah. Like, that was really the biggest takeaway. Great acting. That was the gr- biggest takeaway from that movie mm-hmm. was Lady Gaga is actually a great actress. Yes. And she went to school for she it. She went to school. And the, the thing that, like, oh, she will have a great career in acting. Yeah. I've seen some stills from... From Joker? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is... This possibly could be really great. Okay, show me after. Because it's meant to be... He released them on Valentine's Day. I think it's a love story between Joker and... And Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. So it's about, like, two crazy, two crazy psychotic people. people in love. So this could actually... It's also a musical. Yeah. Like, there's things about it that could be really... I will, I'll watch it. But, like, I'm not excited about it. No, but I, that's because I think Joker itself 
to me, and yeah. I'm sh- I, we'll talk about it next week, to you, I, I was really underwhelmed by Joker. Mm-hmm. But I also saw Joker well after the... Oh. Yeah. That, the yeah. hype. I saw it twice in theaters. Really? Yeah. Why? I'll tell you about it next oh, week. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. About um, yeah, we're talking about this kind of bland-ass year. Yeah. Because nothing... Yeah. So... Given this, I'm also more like, oh, I can kind of see how Green Book got in because even the favorite, which I love, is still very is out there so for out the there. Oscars. Yes. Even though it's his most consumable yes, film. Even though it's his most easily straightforward, it's his most consumable, it's still weird. And I was telling somebody about this, like, because I was telling them that we're going to be recording for Green Book, and I said that that wasn't my pick for the year. Yeah. And that, like, the favorite probably was. And they were like, oh, should I watch that? I was like, no, you wouldn't like it. Yeah. Like, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a period piece with period language. And it is about, like, palace intrigue and politics, which yes. is always interesting. And but it's like zany and It's kooky. zany and weird. And there's rabbits. And, you know, yeah. it's lots of sex. And uh, such an interesting... Uh, it's not spectacular... how people are used to Emma Stone as well. I think, yeah. like... That's hard for people to wrap their minds around. The girl from Easy A. Yeah, this was like, kind of her first move into this. Very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Because her win is still very St- consumable yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah. And her other nominations are all very consumable. Yeah. And now, yeah, this is, and now she's on her second year, of course, film. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I, I can see how Green Book is, got away with it. Yeah. And lead led because I know you love Black Klansman. I you didn't love it. I didn't love it. Mm. I liked it, and I would still vote for it on my list. But yeah. I didn't. I wasn't like this is the best of yeah, the year. I wasn't. Spike Lee in general for me has never been like you didn't love Do the Right Thing. I did. Oh, I did like Do the Right Thing. Yeah, yeah. And I love Inside Man. I think Inside Man is a really fun heist movie. It's a fun heist movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is all directed very well. Yeah. And I was fair, I was surprised in the end the first time I saw it. Yeah. Now I watch it, I know it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But the first time that I first saw it, missed, yeah. And like, and I Chaya, love Jody and Chaya Chaya. Yeah. Like, thank you, Spike. <laughs> yeah. For exactly. making that popular. Thank you. That's actually very true. Fine. We love Spike Lee on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch his um, interview with Bradley Cooper? I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I will. Yeah. But yeah, all this to say, I can see how Green Book won. Yeah. Would I have voted for it? No. <laughs> Probably you said you wanted to talk about directors. I did. Yeah. I did want to talk about directors. Thank I you remember. for bringing it back to that. You're welcome. So we have uh, Alfonso Cuaron, who won for Roma. Yeah. Which I... Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yorgos for Yorgos. The Favorite. Spike for yeah. The Black Clans. Just Black Clans one. Mm-hmm. Adam McKay for Vice. Yeah. And Powell uh, Palakowski for Cold War. What's Cold War? Cold War is a foreign film. It's a... Love story. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. I saw it. It's nice. Very well directed. Also in black and white. Big surprise, though. Yeah. I remember when it got nominated, how, like, because... People thought it was going to be Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Bradley yeah. Cooper or even Will Farley. Uh, oh, yeah. Because he's not nominated. No. Not even in a contention. But I kind of get that. Because yeah. at the same time, Green Book feels like a movie that anybody could have directed. It's... There isn't anything that's very... Like, he didn't put a stamp on it or anything like that. I mean, for, I guess for him, his stamp yeah. just... It's just like humor and stuff. Peter Farley, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Peter because, Yeah, he's best known for things like there's something about Mary and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. So like... So like... What's he going to do? There's mm-hmm. going to be a cum joke in there? I'm trying to think if there was one, but there wasn't. There wasn't, yeah. <laughs> it was very tame for it was a very Farley tame. brother. I also think that the shining star in this is Mahershala Ali. Yes. 
And I mean shining star across the board. I literally stopped you so many times in the movie to like, look at his smile. Yeah. His smile is so great in the theme. I was also thinking while watching this how amazing it is that he plays who he plays in Moonlight versus who he plays here are like polar opposites. I was thinking of, he's in an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Mm -hmm. Unit. He plays a man who is a rapist. Mm -hmm. Um... And it's a very, it's a really good episode. Yeah. He's a, he's a rapist and they find out that he had committed other rapes previously, but somebody else was arrested for uh-huh. them. Yes. And then to get, and that person was arrested and convicted. Mm. And then in order to get that man released from prison, they need to convict Mahershala yeah. Ali. And he's just like a really like, he's so cunning and so cutthroat and so just like, he's like a sociopath in yeah. this whole episode. And then he winds up like jumping out the um, window of cool. the police station and dies. Wow. And because he dies, they can never convict him Ooh. for the crimes that he had done previously and that man has to stay in jail. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's dark. It's a great episode. Like, it's really... It's, Thanks for spoiling it for me. Sorry. Well, I mean, <laughs> Like, you're gonna watch Law & Order SVU. It's true. But yeah. Marjali has so many um, scenes with um, Chris Maloney oh, and, yeah. like, they really play off each other yeah. well and, like, oh, it's so good. I love it so much. No, but... But, like, he diversity. does something like yeah, that. exactly. And then something like this. Yeah. And there's something else he was in recently where I was like, oh, Mahershala. Yeah. So good. He's in Hidden Figures, too. Yeah. Yeah. I work like a dog in <laughs> like day a dog. And night. <laughs> I know there's more lines than that. But, but that's her that's winning line. It's just winning line. Give her an Oscar. Yeah. Do you have sequel prequel ideas? Um, For the Green Book, I kind of do want to... The epilogue yeah not the prologue the epilogue tells you that they be they remain friends which is so cute and they actually die within a few months of yeah, each other yeah i loved that yeah not that they die, die but that they like <laughs> they're like friendship was shift. very strong and important clearly i kind of want to know like did they get up into any other hijinks yeah. together or like what were those dinners like yeah. i want to know more about also speaking of dinners linda cardellini oh is linda quite soft in this she's so she's so she's, she's so very linda. Nice. she's so linda cardellini <laughs> yeah she's so chutney yeah you are yeah she's chutney for you she'll always be velma for me fair enough yeah, yeah. but i do I, I really liked her yeah as well like she's got she's a very small like a role big, yeah she's great in everything yeah. she does she's very dependable and she knows her place she's too. got great chemistry with Viggo mortensen yeah yeah but i you i was you saying, mentioned yeah she has chemistry with everybody, everybody she works with yeah. she have you watched that show with christina applegate no okay it's not great so you don't need to watch yeah. it but she has great chemistry with christina applegate yeah. she has great chemistry with james marsden like yeah. every yeah. character with her works works yeah, yeah she's one of those that's linda carlini yeah, she's, nice she's a fantastic nice. actress, yeah. working actress since like 1998. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm I glad she's in this because it's. Uh, I think it could have gone to anybody. Mm-hmm. I will say that her casting literally could have been anybody. It's a nothing role. It's a what? It's the role of the wife. It's the role of the wife. Yeah, but uh, there's something is very endearing about her. Very much. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, Mahershala and uh, shout out to Vigo. Yeah, I don't think Vigo gets enough like. They're part so when he speaks Italian, I'm a little thrown off. I'm like, I don't know if this works. When <laughs> you're he's speaking not sure the if you're Italian. It? Yeah, I'm not believing that. But when he's speaking English and being like the Italian yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. he does that well. I, no, yeah. I re- I like Vico Mortensen. I'm like kind of unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah. a little I was like, just like Whoa. Fits that Guido look very well. Yeah. He's also Aragon and Exactly. Yeah. Like the last thing we saw him for this yeah. is Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. So he's a bit of a chameleon. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Okay. Mita, rating. Uh, rating. Yeah. I'm gonna go first. Yeah. Okay. 
My thought process going into this was I kind of looped Green Book into being like a modern day driving Miss Daisy. Oh, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that's my mentality great example. going into yeah. it. And so I, I, we agreed to watch this together because yeah. we didn't want to have to pay for yeah. it. But can I be perfectly honest? Yeah. I wouldn't mind paying. I would, yeah. <laughs> like I wouldn't. I was totally like, oh, I would actually watch this again. Yeah, it really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. My sister, who's listening to this, I I was telling her yeah. before. I was like, I'm not looking forward to it because like yeah. it wasn't. It's not great. But no, I really did yeah. enjoy it. It's I don't want to say it's a riot because it doesn't fit into that like yeah. grouping. But it is very entertaining. I think I think it came out in a tough year when you did have two other really prominent movies yeah. that have something to also to say about racism, Race. and I think people prefer those stories because it's coming from a black creator i will say that black panther doesn't have anything to say about race because black panther isn't about race no it's not yeah. i think that's what people enjoy yeah. as well yeah it's like we don't have to make comments yes, about him exactly. being yes. a black superhero finally yeah he just is yeah. yeah um but i mean the michael b jordan character like his sort of struggle does have yes. to relate yeah, a little yeah. bit with it as well. But I think people were really just happy to see black creators being recognized yeah. for those movies. I don't think this should be looped in with like, it's a bad movie no. about race. Because it's a really, there's fair vantage points here. You see both sides of it. Yeah. And the Tony side is more prominent, but I think it would be mm-hmm. a worse movie if we did try to focus yeah. more on the Dr. Shirley aspect. There are a few, the, he has those throwaway lines of like what it is to be and those work perfectly yeah. well with like the entire story. It is long-winded. <laughs> like it does not need to be over two no. hours. Like this could be much shorter and I think it would even be much more enjoyable yeah. if it was. But I actually like really just had a good time yeah. with it. It is based off a true story, which is so nice. And I think that's where a lot of like the fun comes out from it is that it is very organic. It yeah. doesn't feel like it's trying too much to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I I do believe like this is what their road trip probably Looked did like. look yeah. like. And this is what the conversations that they probably did have. For a Farley brother to do this does still surprise me. And I think like we should give him some notion for that because we are used to that there's something about Mary yeah. or Dumber and Dumber and there isn't very much of that in this. And I think the humor in this does actually like work. Uh-huh. It doesn't necessarily make it a best picture, like a best picture winner. Which was going to be just my, your next question. Yeah. Does it deserve best picture? Would you have voted for it? I don't. And if not, what would you have voted for? I don't believe it deserves best picture. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have voted for it. Mm-hmm. I would have voted either for The Favorite or Black Landsman. Okay. And when I think about it, like, deeply, it probably would have been for The Favorite. Mm-hmm. Because that was something I'd never seen before. Yeah. And so original, so unique. And I love it. And yeah. I love Yorgos. And my top movie this year is Poor Things. So yeah. I'm like, I'm a Yorgos girly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Good they, choice, though. Should I be, like, what are his fans called? Yorgies. Yorgies? <laughs> I should start that. Yeah. We're Yorgies. Yeah. <laughs> Of course we love... Da, da, da. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, I wouldn't have voted it for those things. So that doesn't mean this isn't a good movie, yeah. though. It is a really good movie to watch. It's a perfect Sunday watch. Yeah. It's great for families, too. There's, like, yeah. really great discussions that you can have amongst this. And yeah. it's not not something like 12 Years a Slave, where I wouldn't want to watch that with, like, an 8-year-old child. No? But this I would. 
No? I'm gonna watch it with your child yeah. and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, great. No, but like at this you could watch with somebody who's younger and still have those conversations yeah. of what's happening on the screen for not just black but also for gay men too. Mm-hmm. Like that's something really important and it does kind of gloss over that a little bit. I don't think we get the like we understand the severity of what could have happened to him in that yeah. moment as much as we understand the severity of what happens when he's in that bar. In yeah, the city. there. That's very true. Yeah, 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 like there's a big difference yeah, yeah. there. But they're probably appeasing that, a rating. Yes, yeah. but also on the flip, the I, I think, I think they talk about it enough. Yeah. It's not, it, you, it also wouldn't work if it was like the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Suddenly he's gay and now the, every, everything and becomes about that. Not yeah. exactly Chris Farley's story to Wheelhouse, talk. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. he probably would have done some like weird gay joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it, it does work. But I think there could be possibly like, just so that we understand like what could have happened to both of those men. Because yeah, it yeah. wouldn't have just happened to him. It would have happened to the white man too. Yes. Yeah. But what would have happened to him would have been worse. But what are we, yes, completely. Um, but yeah, I really had a good time. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and so I'm landing on three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Green book. Green book. Green book, baby. Who knew? Your turn. <laughs> I just, I was, I remember just watching this with you and being like, oh my God, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. And just, why is this so much why fun? Is, why am I having a good time? Because I did not, I just didn't have that recollection. Yeah. And I think what happened was you said it a couple of times and it kind of only clicked when you were giving your rating that at the time there was a lot of this talk that there were two black films black panther and black clansman and they were about the black experience just whatever in whatever degree Mm -hmm. and then you had this movie that was about the black experience from the white perspective and i think that's why people started hating on it yeah and i think that's really unfair actually Mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of the jada pinkett smith of it all Mm. Just because Will Smith appeared in an Oscar Beatty film does not mean he deserves the best Oscar Oscar nomination. Similarly, if you want to put those three films together, I don't think Black Panther is even a part of that conversation, to be quite honest. And I think Green Book and Black Klansman, from my perspective, actually are very well matched. Mm -hmm. I don't think that... I should watch Black Klansman again because I haven't seen it since. But I do think that what they have to say is very interesting from yeah. their own perspectives. And Green Book is very entertaining. And I and not just in a throwaway way. It takes something that could be very serious, that is a very serious issue, and it also doesn't just make it about race. It is about their friendship. It is about two odd... It's an odd couple uh, pairing. Yeah. yeah, right? It's an odd couple pairing in an odd situation where race is a big factor, but it's not the only factor. It's driving Miss Daisy. But exactly. Yeah. Where, exactly. But yeah. driving Miss Daisy is so sentimental. This isn't not sentimental. sentimental. That's, and that's another thing is that there are things about this... The balance is really impressive because Dr. Shirley is kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. So is Valalonga. Like there's... It balances it. And so when they meet in the middle, it feels a little more more settled. I think the I can see why this won people's choice. I can see why people voted for yeah. this. It was very likable. It's it was so enjoyable. It's so enjoyable. And it isn't it it doesn't feel preachy either. Mm-hmm. Which block clansmen might to some people. Okay. Would I have voted for this? No. Not because it's a bad film, but because I think Roma and The Favorite are just better films. And my vote would have gone to Roma with The Favourite just being a a very close second because I really do like The Favourite, like a lot. Yeah. 
Roma, I just think, is a marvelously made film. It's a beautiful, the cinematography is beautiful to look at, but that cinematography serves such a purpose and it's such a personal film. Like you really feel in the lives of these people, in the lives of this family, the the organic nature in which the story is told and information is like released and kind of how you just kind of experience it. And when you talk about a movie like that, it's so douchey. Like, it really is so pretentious. And, like, it, Roma's just a movie you're meant to, like, feel and, like, experience. But it is just a movie you're just meant to feel and experience. <laughs> that is what it is. It's a black and white film. There's no score. There's long shots. It's in Spanish. It's, like, there's, like, so many things. A lot. It's not... I can see why this just didn't win. Yeah. I think people probably watched it. And the people who liked it really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I think some people were like, oh, this was a snooze fest. Yeah. I can see that. Green Book is just not a snooze fest. Yeah. And I can see the favorite just being a little bit more, like, harder to consume, which is why people didn't like it. Yeah. So, no, I wouldn't have voted for it, but I totally, totally get why it won. Yeah, like, Jennifer Lawrence's mom is going to vote for Green Book. Oh, she's totally voting for Green Book, yeah. (laughs) So many people. The average moviegoer, which is the Academy, Mm -hmm. is probably voting for Green Book, and I get it. But this is not, it should not be grouped in. This should not be grouped in with Driving Miss Daisy. It should not be grouped in with Crash. It is... Better than that. Yeah. It is the best version of those films. Mm-hmm. This is better than Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, completely. When completely. I, I didn't love Driving Miss no. Daisy as much as you did. I didn't love it. But you really enjoyed it. No, I didn't yeah, love it. Didn't. You had to listen back. You thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you really need Just because you hated it. <laughs> no, no. Listen back. <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy is Nadim's favorite movie. Go. Fine. <laughs> But I'm taking that back because I think Green Book is a better driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> it I is. That was a great example. Yeah. And uh, because of all of that, I'm also landing on three and a half. Look at us. Yeah. Twins. I will say this. Mm. It is half an hour too long. Yeah. That third act completely ruins the film, I think. Because I think what it's built up, if it had, and that's the screenplay's fault, they needed to truncate it and like move things around and make the end feel a little bit more meaty. Yeah. And then them getting back kind of is irrelevant. It is irrelevant, to be quite honest. And in the context of movie, you know they're going to get back. Yeah. So, like, it's just... I think it. he was trying to do something with the will they, won't they, of, like, him showing up for Christmas dinner. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just... And then they try to do that trick where it's, like, yeah, the pawn exactly. shop guy comes yeah, yeah, yeah. instead. But... I think the other work. thing is the stakes are just so low. Yeah. She just asked him to come back. Yeah. It wasn't just like, come back by Christmas or we're divorced. She was just like, can you just try to come back? Huh? Sure, I'll try to come back. Oh, there was a snowstorm. Okay, I'm glad you're home safe. Yeah. <laughs> End of conversation. Exactly. So I think, I think those are things that actually would have improved the experience if it was shorter and the ending was stronger. Yeah. And especially because it just ends on them hugging. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It just feels, it's a whimper it ends with. It doesn't end. And I'm, a, I'm a fan. You're sitting in my room. And all of these movies have spectacular endings. Especially Frozen. Frozen had. That ending is great, man. <laughs> that ending is so big. Yeah. I remember watching that ending and being like, oh, Disney. <laughs> it was Rocky or Ronnie before it, it was, was Rocky or Ronnie. It was the real right? twist. It was the real twist. I was just like, oh, you know what you have created and you're like coming back. I was like, so a good ending can really land a film. This doesn't land. It kind of just like flops. Just like, here you down. go. Here you go. Here's the film. And I think that more than the race or anything, that's the thing that I find the weakest. So three and a half. And I, I'm disappointed because I, I, I think if I, didn't watch it with 
those eyes of like, oh, Green Book, I actually would have talked about how disappointing that ending is mm. more. Because it's, you, I was just so pleasantly surprised by the first, like, the like other two thirds that yeah. I was just like, oh, a great book. Yeah. <laughs> but that ending is, it is really disappointing. It's not great. It's not great. It's very weak. Yeah. But the other parts. Yeah. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. Three yeah. and a half. There we go. How about that? Mita. Yes. Next week's a good week. It is. It's yeah. a very exciting week. It's a very week. exciting week. We're both so pumped. So pumped. I think this is what we've been waiting for. This one? I mean, uh, so originally we were going to watch it from 2020 were we gonna, two yeah. to 1928 and we then we gonna... decided to switch it. And I remember when we initially thought that it was because we really wanted to watch this one. We wanted to review Parasite? This. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> I remember conversations more than you do. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not paying attention to you. Mita. Yes. Before we say what we're talking about. Uh-huh. Game me. Okay. Yeah. Last week, Nadim, mm-hmm. you had me connect a movie we know and love, mm-hmm. Magic Mike, yeah. to a movie that I, we both also know yes. and love, I, Tanya. Yes, yes. So this week, Nadim, I'm going to have you connect I, Tanya, yeah. to another movie that came out in 2018 Ooh. that I have yet to see. Mm. Uh, you have discouraged me to see it. Oh. The wife. Oh. The wife. The wife. There is an an easy way to you do this, but I don't think you will get that. Yeah, because I don't remember anybody except Glenn. Okay. I remember there's a guy and I forget his name. But should I start the timer? Yeah, I mean, I can. Okay, your timer starts now. I don't think I'm going to get this. This is hard. Think about like unless Helen Mirren and Glenn Close have appeared in something. Um, okay. Uh, I Tanya stars Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie was in Barbie with Ryan Gosling, who uh-huh. was in Crazy Stupid Love with Emma Stone, who played Cruella Deville. Cruella Deville was also played by Glenn Close, but not in the same movie. But they're the same character, but it's not. I don't, I feel like that's not, that's not working. Is it not? Try another way. I don't think that's terrible, though. I don't think it's terrible, but it's like, I don't, it's not like they're in the Corella DeVille universe. (laughs) They're absolutely in the 101 Dalmatian universe. They played the same character. I think that should count. Okay, I'll I'll let you have it. it, It's not like like they're in the Corella DeVille universe. They 100% are. But it's not like we are watching these movies thinking this is the Cruella DeVille universe. Nobody said that they're like in tangent with each other. Isn't it? Because Cruella is a prequel of 101 Dalmatians. But like, I So don't technically, know. She's, Emma Stone is playing young Cruella DeVille and Glenn Close is playing old Cruella that DeVille. That doesn't feel right. Do you want me no. to do it again? No, it's fine. You can have it. But I just like, that doesn't feel right. It doesn't need to feel right, Mita. Because, like, where is the, like, it, that's a character, but it's not like they, the two of them are connected in that way. It's not like she's also in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're playing the same woman. Cruella DeVille. So that means I can connect Michelle Pfeiffer with Halle Berry, and I can connect her with Anne Hathaway, and I can connect her with all the people that have played Catwoman. Like, I don't think that that's... Uh, I mean, that's an interesting Or point. I can connect Joaquin with, like, all the other Jokers. Oh, fair enough. Or all the Batmans. Yeah. I okay, can't... there. That is a bit clear. Okay, let me do it again. Okay. <laughs> Give me another minute. Off the, on the clock. But, for the record, I got it once. Okay. 
We'll start. I'm just going to say it's a little different because there's only one Corella novel. It's not like there's ten of them. But what if there's more Corella movies? Okay. Should I start it? I guess. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You see my point, though. Kind of. You're not allowed to say Michael Keaton and George Clooney are both Batman. Like, but the difference is, is that like she's playing one character in the same. Like she's playing; they're not playing even in like it's not like Emma Stone played Cruella Deville in a hundred and one Dalmatians. She played her in a prequel to a hundred and one Dalmatians. I will let you have it this one time, but you we are not allowed <laughs> for future for episodes. Future. Fine. We are not allowed to use like. Actors have played Fine. the same character. Fine. I feel like that's fair. Like, we're not allowed to put Margot Robbie and Lady Gaga because they both played Harley Quinn. But they're not playing them. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing with the superheroes. There are multi-universes. See, I would almost say <laughs> that you could connect Joaquin Phoenix and Jack Nicholson, though. Or Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger. Because Joaquin Phoenix please. Then you also the have to of... include Jared Leto with that. Why? Because he plays Joker in the Suicide Squad. But at what point? What do you mean at what point? In the like the timeline. Exactly. That's <laughs> why it doesn't work. But it works with because Cruella is about her young. Alondra Malmaison is about her old. There's no overlap. Like, so whoever voiced the cartoon, she's gonna get it. <laughs> Who voiced the cartoon? I Cruella don't know. Deville. I don't know. Anyways, I got it. <laughs> what was your way? Bobby Cannavale yeah. is in I, Tanya. Yeah. He plays the reporter. Yeah, yeah. He's married to Rose Byrne, who starred in Damages with Glenn Close. Oh, there you go. Who's in The Wife. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I would not have gotten that at all. Glenn Close is also one of those, like, she's been in so many so things. So many things, yeah. it's hard to, like, pinpoint. She was actually in a comedy recently, and I was trying to think, was she in Don't Look Up? No, she's in that Alia Butt Gal Gadot movie. Oh, is she? Yeah. She's oh. like the CIA operator or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. God, Alia Butt. That was not good for you. You were the best part of that terrible movie. Don't look up as Meryl Streep. I think that's who you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But I've, I, I, maybe I was more? thinking, maybe I was thinking of a uh, What was it called? Heart of Stone. Heart of Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mieta. Yes. What are we watching next week? Next week we're watching... The 2019 Best Picture winner. Yeah. Parasite. Pair of sights. No, Parasite. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen it. Oh, really? I hear hear it's an okay film. Don't look anything up. Okay, good. Just go into it blind. Blind, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Best advice ever. Yes. I think all movies should be seen that way. Yeah. Like, truly. That's the best way I think you're actually just going to enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. Okay, anyways, this is going along. Yes. Because we had a bit of a kerfuffle. (laughs) We've had like three snafus. Yeah, it's a long-winded episode. <laughs> Mita, yeah, quote us out. Okay, traveling while black. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, there were some good quotes though. Yeah, I will Pittsburgh. say, Pittsburgh, Japan. <laughs> nice turtleneck way to mix it up. You <laughs> I loved that line. line. I don't know why. I just thought I don't it was know hilarious. Why you burst into? I just it. burst out laughing. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for a little movie called Parasite. Parasite. Have a lovely week, folks. Bye! Bye Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, and check out our litter box at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs>